everyone. Good morning and welcome to Rise Up episode 300, where no matter what, Jesus will be praised here every single day. That we are live together in fellowship in this beautiful congregation that we call Rise Up. Holy, holy, holy. Isn't that what we're all going to, isn't that what all of the angels right now in heaven are singing every day holy 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 bless the lord almighty that's what they're all doing right now as we're down here on earth as it is in heaven given our praise through song through obedience, through kindness, compassion, love, all of the nine fruits of the Spirit, the angels in heaven are doing the same thing. And today is our 300th episode, and Kristen Donovan just donated $50, said, Happy 300th, use wherever is needed. We are so blessed to be here together. And Eli KC22 also just donated $300. Blessed be the Lord. Uh, congratulations on 300, Jeremy and Eli. Thank you to and your families for what you do. Keep spreading the gospel. God wins. Well, that right there is a blessing that that's God providing an overflow. That is an over. That is a cup overfloweth right there. I want to thank you to both of you when times are so tough and you guys can be are able to do that. That right there. That is singing. Holy, holy, holy. Bless the Lord Almighty. That's what that is. And now we can turn around and we can use that for the good as well and to spread gospel and truth. What a revolving door of, of, of greatness that we are given by God every day. And Kittenhead just with another hundred. Folks, God's coffers are full of love and kindness from each one of you. Thank you, Jay Gizme. God bless you. $5 donation. Thank you. Folks, I titled today's show because this is episode 300. And even though we have not been able to uh, nail down a, um, a great 
interview for episode 300, everything is on God's time. So when Ken Ham comes, when Frank Turret comes, when Ray Comfort comes on, or any others, or Julie Green, it'll be on God's time, not ours. But I left, I walked out of the house this morning, and I looked at my wife, and I said, Sabrina, today is episode 300 of Rise Up. She goes, no way. Can't be. And I said, baby, it's true. It's episode number 300 today. 300 times I've sat in front of this camera and we've went to God together. 300 times. And you want to know something? With this beautiful Rise Up coffee sitting right here, here's to 300 more. 300 more, folks. I got to tell you, another thing that I asked my wife this weekend, and I was thinking like more physically because I've been taking the lean that you see there right there, and I've been uh, taking the Brickhouse Nutrition Field of Greens and Force uh, as well for my testosterone as a 40-year-old man. And I was looking for more of... um, I was looking for more of a, like a physical, like, hey, honey, have you noticed a difference in me lately? And do you know what my wife said? She said, yeah, I have. Oh, Dawn, thank you. Dawn just donated 50 bucks and said, wish she could do more. So happy and thankful for the Rise Up family. No, 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 no. God put it on your heart to do just that. And even if you didn't have any, you're here and we love you. And thank you. Thank you so much, Dawn, for that donation. So I asked my wife, Have you noticed anything different about me lately? And I was looking for like a physical thing because I've been losing weight, feeling great. You know what I mean? Like a lean, green, globalist fighting machine. And um, you know what she said? She said, I have noticed a difference. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like this, Eli. I'm like, how have you noticed a difference, right? And she's like, you seem more joyful and more at peace completely completely the opposite and and don't get me wrong that's a better answer that's a better thing that she noticed but that's what she said and I wasn't expecting that I was expecting her to say something about my physical looks and she said you've been more joyful and more at peace and more positive than you have been ever before and so that kind of stopped me in my tracks Because I was expecting her to say something about my physical, right? Which was just going to be, was going to boast my ego, maybe a little bit. Kind of swell my head a little bit. God must have known. You need to be grounded. You can't be floating away with 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 a full head of air. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, Brenda. And thank you, Chris DL. Oh, thank you both so much. God bless you both. Thank you. We are definitely going to have 300 more episodes of this show. I can tell you that. God is on the move. And God is on the move because if she would have given me the answer I was looking for and not glorifying God but glorifying me, then it would have created a, an environment of selfishness where even though my wife would have said something beautiful and wonderful to me, even though I would have taken that as a compliment and felt so good, It wasn't really glorifying God, but her answer, the one I wasn't expecting to say, you've been more 
uh, joyful, more at peace and more positive, that glorified God. And it put me in this selfless, not selfish situation and state of mind where I said, wow, you're a hundred percent correct. You are a hundred percent correct. I have, I feel that way. And I didn't even, and all of a sudden, immediately the weight loss, the, uh, the physical look, it, it just, it, it just went out the window. I didn't even, it wasn't even a thought in my head anymore. All glory to God. Amen. And today's uh, t- show, and by the way, check your newsletters because I sent you all a newsletter this morning. Um, today's show is titled, Do You Really? Do You Really? Thank you, Cat352, another $50. <laughs> Eli, we're going to have the the rise or the uh, the slurp fund refunded and your salary is going to be, you'll be able to actually get a paycheck, Eli. What do you think about that? Well, you're not on the mic right now, but I do have Eli on camera. Check out his new... Oh, what happened to your lights? Oh, turn them back on. We're going to show you. Eli and me spent some time. Eli and I, I should say, spent some time this morning or this weekend. Uh, we spent some time this weekend in the studio. Thank you, Bumblebee Patriot. Rise Up has opened my eyes to the importance of repentance. Amazing. Amazing. All glory to God. We spent some time in here this weekend. Eli, look at his camera now. Look at him now. Look at him shining over there now. Uh, Of course, he's got his force up there as well. Uh, We spent some time in the studio kind of um, putting the studio back where we needed it. You know what I mean? Like back where we wanted to get it when we first moved in here. But we've just been so busy. Um, Eli, the background is so smooth. It is, isn't it? Eli, you can go ahead and click those up now. But I wanted you guys to see that. And you'll see more of that on 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 uh, live from America. But anyway, we spent some time in here this weekend, just working and, and, uh, I've been so at peace lately with, with my walk with, with Jesus. Thank you, Majorva. God bless you too. Uh, and, and, and understanding scripture and understanding, um, what I need to do, what God has put me here to do. So that is why I titled the show. Do you really Because if you really, do you really want to follow Jesus? Do you really? Or is it just something that sounds good and you say, I'll get to that. Oh, I believe God's real. I believe Jesus is the son of God. I'll get to that. Baby steps. And there's nothing wrong with baby steps. However, baby steps is what the devil wants you to take. Full-grown adult steps or running is what God wants you to do. And in the beginning, you are doing baby steps, and it feels like not much is changing. And some people feel like they change immediately, right? Thank you, Bernadette. God bless you for the donation. Thank you so much. Some people feel like they change immediately where others feel like the baby steps just are taking too long. Well, God ultimately wants you to run with Jesus. You're jogging. You're getting in shape. You're sitting there. You're looking at each other. And you're running. That's where God ultimately wants you to be. Running. You know what I mean? At a a decent pace. Not sprinting, but running. 
not focusing on what's going on in this earth because if you walk too slow, right? If you walk like Joe Biden, Eli, you'll be just as confused as he is because your attention will be grabbed by everybody. God does not want you to walk to the throne. God wants you to run. So when I ask you, do you really want to follow Jesus? That is a very, very important question for you to look yourself in the mirror and ask, do I really want to follow Jesus? Or is this just something that sounds good? I hope to get there someday, but right now I've got so much going on. I'll follow Jesus later. Well, the um, the problem with that is you're not promised tomorrow. And if you know Jesus is real and you know God is real and you truly believe that and you don't try to run with him or at least baby step walk with him forward every day, then you don't really. And I'm not baby stepping anymore, folks. I'm not baby stepping anymore. I'm going to run. And on this 300th episode, I'm going to ask all of you, will you run this marathon with me? Will you run this Christ-sponsored marathon with me? And I see all you guys' donations. My Rock and Salvation, Lifelike, $50, $50. Congratulations. You guys, I am so grateful, so appreciative of every single dollar you donate. And I don't mean to look you over and just say thank you and keep moving. I really don't. I'd love to sit and just tell you how much I'm grateful for you. But we've got to stay on message here. And, you're, and, and I'm just so, I just want you to know I'm so appreciative. I want you to run this marathon with me. I want you to start today. I don't want you to walk anymore. Our walking days are done. Okay? We're up out of that chair now. We're ready to run. We put on our running shoes. We put on our running gear. It's a nice day outside. And even if it's not, you can run through the storm because Jesus is with you. Are you ready to run the marathon today? Do you really is the question. Now, a lot of you say, well, I'm not physically able to run. Oh, but you are spiritually able to sprint. Eli, that's a shirt. Can you write that down? I'm a spiritual sprinter. I'm a spiritual sprinter. That's a new shirt idea. I ain't walking. I ain't the Joe Biden of spirit, of spirituality. I'm running. I'm the Hussein, Hussein Bolt of spiritual sprinting. I'm running from now on. And I pray that you guys are all running with me. Amen. Amanda says, I'm in it to win it. Ashley Garland says, let's go. CQ says, running with my cross. Ruth says, I am running. Kittenhead said, I love that. Miranda said, I'm running the marathon and passing out water bottles on my way. Baby, I love that. Keep it coming. Yes, I will run to Jesus, says I'm Sullivan. Bad Moon says, Jeremy, not until you get my shirt done. I'm a billboard for God. I know. I know we're getting there. <clears throat> I'm sprinting, says Mad Tess. Jay Gizme says, I'm a spiritual sprinter. Splendor Face says, spiritual sprinter, I love it. Hope up $100. Happy 300th anniversary. God bless this family from Juphoff and me. Hope up. God bless you. And thank you for that. Amanda says, spiritual sprinter, I love it. And Race Mom says, I'm running. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. How about that? 
and then we'll run right back to this. Amen? Okay. Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you very much for giving us the ability, not physically, but to spiritually be a sprinter, a marathon sprinter that nobody can catch. We are far ahead of the pack, but yet we leave no man behind. What an honor. What a responsibility. Not an obligation. A blessing and a gift, and we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for joy and peace. We thank you for spiritual prosperity. Being rich in the word of God. They always talk about the one percenters. The people that have all the money and the power in the world. One percenters. Well, I'm a one percenter too. Except I'm a one percenter where it really matters. Infinity. Heaven. Forever with you, God. I'm a one percenter. I'm a one percent spiritual sprinter. And that, Lord, we are so thankful for. Lord, please be with us today. Dwell with us today in this Godcast. Where there are two or more gathered in your name, you will promise, you've promised you, be, you will be there. We're singing in your name. We're dancing in your name. We're worshiping and praising in your name. And we thank you. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, your son, we pray. Amen. Dree Warms. Jeremy, you seem happy and full of so much joy on Rise Up. I don't watch this show that much, but I will start watching as soon as I can. What an uplifting message this morning. Well, thank you for being here. Front Rev, I gave my neighbor that cross with the sleeve because their doggy has brain cancer. I put it, I put in sh some shiny opals. She has two weeks left to live. Well, you're a very, very wonderful person, and that's showing the fruit of the spirit. Grammy Love, your growth is so visible. Actually, mine too. Congratulations on 300. Love you, brother. L.M. Burkowski, running with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right? It's like a three-legged race, but it's like you're, all of your legs are tied together and you're all running together. Ah, truly amazing. So let me read to you. As you guys continue to share the gospel, make sure that you're rumbling and make sure you're sharing. Our goal is always 1,800 people live here on Rise Up. That is how many people we would love to come in and worship with us, okay? I'll read the description of today's show, and then we'll go and we'll read the verse of the day. Make sure you open up your emails. Do you really want Jesus in your life, or does the thought of it just sound appealing? Taking Jesus and accepting him as your Lord and Savior is the most difficult thing you will ever do at first. Thank you, Linda. God bless you, you spiritual sprinter, you. However, it's also the most rewarding thing you'll ever do, and once you start running, Everything is easy because you don't have to bear the burden of that weight any longer. You don't have to bear that burden. That's not going to say you're not going to get angry when talking about politics and, 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 and people's faith that, that, that have no, or, or lack of faith that have no belief in Jesus. It's not going to say you're not going to get annoyed or upset or angry. It doesn't mean that you're not going to sin here and there. That's not what it means. And everybody that's watching this show that, that's where I am, where I'm at, you know what I'm saying. It becomes easier. At first, with the baby steps, it's hard. It's because you're baby stepping. It's because you're trying to get rid of bad habits and sinful natures that you've had your whole life. I get it. But 
the minute you start to get away from that slow walk and that and, and start jogging everything starts to become easier because now you're understanding that you don't have to be the bearer of all that pro of all that weight I want to go to the uh, verse of the day today. So please open up your, your emails to the verse of the day. And I titled it the same thing I titled today's show, Do You Really? And we're going to go to Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. And before we go to Matthew twenty eight thirty, or while you guys are flipping your Bibles to Matthew twenty eight thirty, I would like to just speak on this while you're finding your ways, okay? I forgot we had, did somebody say we had background music on? I apologize. I didn't mean to have any background music on, but I know it was nice. Um, now let's get into this. While you guys are open up your Bibles to Matthew eleven twenty eight. If you really want to follow Jesus, like if you really do, you're going to have to give up a lot of things. You're going to have to give up things you've done your whole life that you know are no longer good for you, your soul, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, or anyone around you. You're going to have to realize these things that I've been doing, these things that I'm accustomed to doing, these habits, they're no good. I know that they're no good. doesn't mean that you need to harp on that stuff. doesn't mean you need to live in the past, but you do need to recognize, okay, if I really, really, really want to follow Christ, I can't do this stuff. And I can't, and not only I can't do this stuff, I shouldn't want to do this stuff. What, what good is this, that, or the other doing? What good is drinking every night doing for you, your body, your soul, or anybody around you? Nothing. What good is having like a nasty potty mouth saying the F word every second of every day, dropping F-bombs and swearing constantly? What good is that really doing? Now, you might say, well, it's not doing any bad. But it isn't doing any good, I can tell you that. And it's doing a lot more bad than you think it is. If you are cheating, if you are talking to another girl on your phone or talking to another man on your phone in a way that you would not want your spouse to talk to somebody, you know you can't do that anymore. If lust, if lust, an American gal, what I meant is if you're a drunkard, if you get hammered every night. I'm not saying if you have a glass of wine or if you have a, a, a small amount of whiskey. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're a drunk, if alcohol is something you cannot live without, that's a problem. If you are, like I said, talking to somebody else outside of, your, um, outside of your marriage in a way that you know is not right, you've got to stop doing that. If you're a lustful person, if you are a lustful person, and I'm speaking to mostly men here because mostly men have a problem with pornography and lust, okay? If you have a pornography or a lust problem, these are things that you know are not good and you know they're not good because you, A, don't do them in public, or B, try to keep them secret. If anything in your life that you try to keep uh, out of the public, 
or keep secret because you don't want people to know about it. And I'm not talking about your private marriage or anything like that. I'm talking about things you know that you shouldn't do. Look at them and say, do I keep them a secret or would I not act like that in public? And if you wouldn't, those are the things that Jesus says, do you really? And we're all guilty. We're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of that. Turning from it, though, and really wanting it means that I'm going to do what I can to get away from that because I know it's not good. Jesus, please help me. I'm going to stumble more than likely. I'm going to fall more than likely. But when I do, I need you to help me be there. I need you to be there for me. I need you to help me get through it because I don't want to do this anymore. So you got to ask yourself, do you really? It's not easy at first, but it gets easier. It's like anything else. But that's when the real joy comes. That's when bad news can happen, like your mother getting lung cancer or you yourself finding out that you don't have long to live and you can put a smile on your face. That is where you need to get to. That is where we all need to get to. And the only way that we're going to get to that point is the Bible. That's it. That's the only, that's the only, let me just say that again, and I can't emphasize it enough with bold letters and capital letters. The only way to do that is the Bible. That's it. That's it. That's proven time and time and time again. What is science? Science is something that you do over and over and over and over and over again to prove the consistency of that, whatever it is you're trying to prove, the theory you're trying to prove. It's the repetitive, it's the repetitive um, experiment and recording of something. That's science. Well, if we're going to do a repetitive experiment and record something and do something over and over and over and over again to find the consistency of it, well, then the science of the Bible is the most profound, true Science ever, ever. And somebody said something in the chat that made a lot of sense. The Bible says, run from sin. Be a spiritual sprinter, baby. Run from it. Now let's go to Matthew, verse eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come to me. All of you who are struggling and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and I am humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden light That's the answer. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Walking with Jesus brings a profound sense of comfort and relief, which translates to joy, peace, and being positive. The three attributes that my wife said that I have been showing. Three things that I didn't even expect that she would say. He beckons to those who are burdened 
and weary. And you can be burdened and weary with anything. Finances, physical health, emotions, relationships, career, title, public scrutiny, the way people think and talk about you and gossip about you. You can be burdened and weary with all of that if you allow it. See, that's the thing. That's the big if. If you allow that to happen, which I don't anymore. I don't allow to be burdened and weary with things anymore. It's not to say that things don't bother me and annoy me. They do, but I don't let them weigh me down and stomp me into the mud anymore. It's just not a thing in my life. Offering rest for their souls. By embracing his teachings and submitting to his gentle and humble nature, we find solace, refreshment, and freedom from the heavy weight of sin and worldly concerns. Remember, if you're walking, if you're not running with Christ, if you're not running away from your, um, from your sin, well, then you're going to be very, very prone to be going, oh, look, a squirrel. I mean, oh, look, sin. Because you're walking very slow. You're, you're not focused. Here's the real question, though. And this is what I really wanted to get to today. Who is capable of committing a greater sin today? An atheist or a person who doesn't believe that God is real and Jesus is who he is, says he is, or Satan? Who is capable of committing more sin today, right now, as we speak? Satan or an atheist? Thank you, Miss Mocha Powered. You guys, the donations today have been just overwhelmingly amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you all so very much. We will make sure we put that right to good use. Let me give you a scenario here. An atheist dies and goes to hell. Okay? I want you to focus, and I want you to paint a picture of what I'm telling you in your mind right now. An atheist dies and goes to hell. When they get there, even though they're about to live an eternity of pain and torture and loneliness and whatever, when you first get there, the devil rolls out the red carpet for you. Now, I just want you to picture this in your mind. You see an atheist proudly walking to hell. Where am I, says the atheist. Satan says, You're in my home. You're in the underworld. Bows and rolls out the red carpet. Who are you? Says the the atheist. Well, I am Lucifer. I am the great Satan. Says the devil. Welcome. Welcome. The atheist says, well, I'm just a regular old human. Why the overaction here? Why the rolling out the red carpet? I'm just a mere human. You're the all-powerful Satan, right? And Satan says, oh, I don't think you understand. The thing that got you here, I'm not even guilty of. 
Hats off to you. The sin that got you here, I'm not even capable of doing. Hats off to you. You see, everything that Satan tempted Adam and Eve to give up, he could never have. And then every sin that they committed after that all the way to us today, he could never commit. Satan is limited everywhere. He's limited by God. He's limited by us if we don't want him in our lives. He has zero power. He has zero experiences. And he has zero ability to sin against God the way you do today. He did the ultimate sin against God. He did the first sin against God. But he doesn't sin nearly as much as you do, as I do. Satan says, welcome. Hats off to you. The sin that you've committed, not only the amount, but the actual sin you committed, I can't even do. Oh, and by the way, even I believe in God. Hats off to you. Welcome. There's your room. Enjoy. Boom. So I ask you again, today, who can sin against God more? An atheist? An agnostic? Or Satan himself? And the answer is the atheist. Now that should blow your mind. That should make you think. And for that, we should all do another round of sharing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now. So if you follow me on social media, you're probably going to get another share from me right now. What an amazing revelation. When you, th- when you realize that, what an amazing revelation that is. Somebody said, Pe- Splendor Faces, people need to hear this. This is a heaven or hell thing. People are amazed by what they just heard. My rock and salvation. Wow, what a realization. Jay gives me, yep, I'm overthinking. That's the most chilling thing I've ever heard, says Bumblebee. Nancy said, saw Nefarious this weekend. What'd you think? Race Mom said, shared and rumbled. Perfect. Thank you. I got to tell you, folks, what a revelation that is. To know that we are capable of doing something against God that even Satan isn't capable of doing today. That is is a revelation. Mustache. Satan has no power unless we give it to him. If we use hell, use a swear word, or we're giving Satan power, he does not have. Patriot says, we should have known better. It was the atheist. 
because they're dumbest and don't even know it. LMAO. Diana, $300, Eli. Another, Eli, I think we've made enough to keep you, keep you um, funded this month. Congratulations on 300. I watch everyone. Keep it up, Diana717. 1,500 viewers on the 300th Godcast. Serby says, we are so unworthy. We are. Kittenhead said, chilling. It really is. When you put things into perspective like this, folks, Chris DL said, you just rocked my world without permission. (laughs) May I use that in my show? This is for everybody. Yes, use it. Use it. Because you have to understand, everybody has to understand where we're really at. Where in this war, in this battle for our souls, where we are really at. This isn't fire and brimstone stuff. This isn't salvation. This is pure reality, folks. Right in front of you. And again, I will always ask an atheist. Why do you have car insurance? Why do you have health insurance? Why do you have home insurance? Why do you have those things? You have them in case something happens, but you don't have the ultimate insurance from God's assurance. Really? You're going to be that stupid. Good job. You care more about your house, your car and your, and your body than you do about your infinite salvation. Wow. Talk about ignorant. Talk about rejection. So my question before we go to Ray Comfort on this Monday is, do you really want to follow Jesus? Because the time for baby steps, at least with this family, is done. It's 300 episodes in. You should be running right now. Your training wheels should be off, and you should be going a lot faster. All of us should. It's time to put the pedal to the metal, and it is time to win this race for God. Amen? I think it is. By the way, I'm drinking from this beautiful Rise Up coffee cup. As you can see here that uh, Amanda Collins made me. Miranda said, atheists are their own God. That's exactly right. They make them their own image of God, which is against the first commandment. Thou shalt not have any other God before me. They break the cardinal rule. You are right. All right, folks. Two things to show you. First one, Ray Comfort. Talking about Eli. Remember that Megan Rapinoe soccer player that we're all so glad is gone? Yeah. Well, Ray Comfort talks about her first. So let's go ahead and roll. Rapino, right back across the face of the net. It goes in. A magical header from Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino is a U.S. woman's soccer player who has won multiple awards and has played in the Olympics and in the World Cup. She's a lesbian who's been a strong advocate for homosexual rights, and she's an atheist. She has a huge media platform, a God-given ability to excel at sport, and an assertive personality. I went to a local college and asked this computer science major if he knew of Rapino, and then asked for his own thoughts about God. She is uh, one of the most famous women soccer players who got a lot of controversy after her final game. After the penalty that she shot, she was smiling and didn't show a lot of emotion. And a lot of people thought that she had just sold the World Cup for that. 
U.S. women's soccer team knocked from the World Cup in the round of 16, earliest exit ever. Megan Rapinoe smiling on the pitch after she missed the penalty kick. It was after she was injured in her very last game that she said that she had proof that God didn't exist. So what was her proof? Obviously devastating to, um, you know, go out in a final so early. Um, you know, I know it's my last game and that is, you know, devastating as well. But, um, you know, to, to go out so early, that also changes things. It takes the sub off the end. You know, taking one of your best players off the field is uh, not ideal. So I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is um, So, yeah, it just, it's just up because, like, it's just six minutes in. Eat my Achilles. I mean, what the It's just so bad. I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. God doesn't exist because he failed in his responsibilities. She obviously believes that he's morally obligated to make sure she's kept happy. I asked this college student if there's any proof for God's existence, and this one as to what it is that God owes us. You'll be surprised at the answer. Then stay tuned until the end, because we're going to look at what Megan Rapinoe did that made her so disliked by so many. I want to leave with a little tribute to Megan Rapinoe, the world's most annoying sports star, who's now retired. But Megan Rapinoe and her imprint on the team has now really made its mark, and I'm thrilled she's gone. She says, her getting injured is proof that God doesn't exist. Is there proof for the existence of God? That's a very hard question to answer. You believe in God? I do. Why? I just find it incredibly hard to um, not think a higher power created all of this. Can you think of any other proofs of God's existence? Because I can prove God to you scientifically in about 30 seconds. Now I would actually like to hear that. Every building is proof of a builder. The builder could have died 50 years ago. You know there was a builder. The painter could have died 500 years ago, but you know there was a painter because paintings don't paint themselves. So creation is scientific evidence that there's a creator, flowers and birds and trees, the sun, the moon, the stars, seasons, puppies, kittens, fruits, the marvels of the human eye, the miracle of the human brain, childbirth, male and female. All these things show us the genius of God's creative hand. In fact, the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. Every time you look at the sky, you have an intuitive knowledge that God exists. You see the painting of the painter. And now you know how to prove God exists. Everything you have came as a gift from God. So you owe it to him morally to love him with heart, mind, soul, and strength. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Ever use God's name in vain? I have before, but I believe that, you know, no matter what, God's always going to forgive you. Do you love your mom? I do love my mom. Do you ever use her name as a cuss word? Never. Because no, you respect her? Yes. You don't respect the God that gave you a mother. You've taken his holy name and used it as a cuss word. Jonathan, that's called blasphemy, very serious in his eyes. Appreciate your honesty with me and your openness. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? My girlfriend, yes. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I, I really what sort of mistakes? I have lied, I have deceived. What does God owe you? Anything? No, because I, I feel like here he gave me so much just, just through existence. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? 
No, I don't think I have. Elvin, when did you last look at pornography? Maybe half a year ago. That's lust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Oh, Jonathan, you've told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart, and you have to face God on Judgment Day. If he judges you by those ten commandments, I've looked at four, are you going to be innocent or guilty? I will be 100% guilty of the things that I have done. Heaven or hell? I will go to hell. Have you ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? Yes. It's saying God is paying you in death for your sins. They're your wages. Like a judge looks at a criminal who doesn't see the seriousness of murder that he's committed. So the judge says, I'm going to show you how serious this is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what we're paying you. And Jonathan's sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row, and your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. Now, can you figure what God owes you? Justice. Like a judge looks at a criminal who's committed murder, the judge is obligated to give him justice to give him the death sentence, to give him what, what the law says. And as I said, sin is so serious, God owes you that death sentence, and you've earned your wages. So what can you do to escape the damnation of hell? If death seized upon you tonight, what could you say to God to justify yourself? Pray to him, bow to him, to beg that, that he will forgive my sins and allow me to do a fresh start. And that, that is what I'm trying to do work. for myself right now. I, I'm not trying to to undo the mistakes I did because that is not possible. I'm trying to fix myself, to better myself, to not create the same mistakes again. Transfer that to a court of law where you've committed a very serious crime and you say, Judge, I'm so sorry. I plead for mercy. I'm going to better myself from now on. He's going to say, so you should. You're going to jail. So being sorry for your crimes or being repentant won't save you from man's court and it can't save you on judgment day. You need something else. Do you know what God did so guilty sinners wouldn't have to go to hell? No, what did you do? You actually know, but because you don't understand it, you don't value it. Have you heard of Jesus dying on the cross? Yes. How can the death of Jesus help you? It can instill the fear in me of what God can do, and not for his son, but what God can do to me if I don't, if I don't follow his word and what he says. Well, let me share the gospel with you. This is going to be a great relief to you. And Jonathan, if you can get a grip of this, it's going to change everything for you, so don't let anything distract you. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine in full. That's why he said, it is finished. Just before he died, he was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone pays those fines. They say, you're guilty, Jonathan, but you can leave because someone paid your fine. And it's legal. Even though you're guilty, you get to walk. Well, God can legally take the death sentence off you and let you live forever because Jesus paid the fine and fall on that cross and then rose from the dead, defeated death. And the Bible says all you have to do to find everlasting life is repent and trust in Jesus. Turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus like you trust a parachute. If you're going to jump out of a plane 10,000 feet, why would you put on a parachute? Because it saved me. You don't want to die. Yeah. And your motivation is fear. And that fear is your friend. It's not your enemy because it's making you put on a parachute. And Alvin, because I love you, I've tried to put the fear of God in you today. I've tried to make your mouth go dry, make your heart palpitate, make you scared, hoping you'll see that fear as your friend, not your enemy, because it'll make you serious with God, and it'll bring you to the foot of the cross where you'll find everlasting life. Mm. Is this making sense? It is, totally. You're going to think about what we talked about? Yes. So when are you going to repent and put your trust in Jesus? Well, once I get home. There's no reason to wait as soon as possible. Today? Oh, Sure. You realize what you're doing? You're giving up the battle. You're saying, God, 
I need your mercy, I need forgiveness. Mm. Are you sorry for your sins? Yeah. And you just say, not my will, but yours be done. You say, I've done things I know are morally wrong. God, please forgive me. And I put my trust in Jesus. And the minute you put your faith in Christ, you've got God's promise and he cannot lie. He'll instantly grant you everlasting life, not because you're good, but because he's good and kind and rich in mercy. Can I pray with you? Yes. Thank you for Jonathan. Thank you for this divine encounter. And thank you for his open and honest heart. I pray today you'll remind him of his secret sins and he'll tremble for fear of you. And at the same time, May his heart be enlarged with the love that you express through that cross. And may he find a place of genuine sorrow for his sin and true repentance. And may he see your love expressed in that cross, that you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son that whoever believes in him or trusts in him should not perish but have everlasting life. May he be born again this day and pass from death to life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do you have a Bible at home? I do. Elvin, you, you probably don't realize it, but according to the Bible, if you truly repented and you're sorry for your sins and you're trusting Jesus, God's granted you everlasting life. It's a hard thing to comprehend as just a human being, but that's the promise of Scripture. He that believes on the Son has everlasting life, Scripture says. But this will be as real to you as you are with God. If you leave here, get back to porn or whatever you're into and do things that are morally wrong, nothing will happen. You're just deceiving yourself. But if you're genuine, truly repent and have put your faith in Christ, God will make you a brand new person on the inside so you love righteousness and that'll be your personal miracle. Everything you look at will look different. Trees will look different. Birds, the sound of music, everything. Because God's opened the eyes of your understanding and you'll have the knowledge that you've passed from death to life all because of God's amazing grace. Can I give you a book I've written called Scientific Facts in the Bible? Yes, actually. That would actually be very nice. And I'll give you another book called a little booklet called Save Yourself Some Pain, Principles of Christian Growth, and a Gospel of John that you're going to love. Let me get it for you. I'll really be taking in uh, today what we've talked about with great consideration, and I will fulfill everything we've talked about. Now, you know what I love about um, Ray Comfort is if he was just doing this for like video likes and views or something, he wouldn't ask them the very, very uh, important question before they, when he says, can I pray with you? Are you ready to accept Jesus? He says, do you realize what you're doing? Do you understand what you are doing? Because he wants them to be sure about what they're doing. He doesn't want a false, you know, a conversion. And even if it takes some time for them to really land, he at least planted the seed. Now, I want to leave you with this. This is a, uh, a clip from, a, from a, um, a movie, but I really love this and I really want you to see this. Because this is titled, Me Speaking with Jesus. Now, Jesus is the man with the blue hat on. You are the person talking to him. And I thought this would leave you with a great smile this morning, especially with this topic of today's show. Do you really? Let's put this on the screen. You're going to love this. Check this out. Keep about you, pal. You want to get weird? Let's get weird. You got a nice face. <laughs> Anger problem? Living with them? Are you kidding me? Oh, it's frustrating. It's like, just get a job. I like your hat. I like how it's not a team or a logo. It's just blue. <laughs> Would you rather be covered in fish scales or feathers? Scales. Why are you, weirdo? You want to see me jump really high? <laughs> I'm afraid of dying, man. <laughs> Who am I? 
The enemy is in me. The enemy is the inner me. Do you understand a word I'm saying? You just nodded everything. <laughs> I need to change. And you showed me that. I have an anger problem. Thank you. Can I get a hug? How creepy about you, Pat? <laughs> I love the way the guy just sits there like Jesus would. And you're just sitting there talking it all out yourself, realizing it yourself. He's like, want to see how high I can jump? <laughs> Folks, we are on fire for the Lord here on Rise Up. Episode 300 might just be my favorite episode that we've ever done. It's full of joy. It's full of love, compassion, peace, um, positivity. The nine fruits of the Spirit are definitely showing in episode 300 today. So I'll just say this, folks. I love you so much. I want to thank you for all the donations. I know that it's hard to do that right now, but I also know that you guys know that this is your network. You built this network. You sustain this network. And I'm just as grateful today to get a dollar as I was uh, four years ago, three and a half years ago, whenever it was that we started this. And I just want to say this. God bless each and every one of you. I pray God reveals himself to you in ways that he's also doing with me here on my journey. And I'm ready to run this marathon for another 300 with each and every one of you. So continue to put God first place, ladies and gentlemen. Continue to evaluate yourself every single day. And I'll leave you out with some good music. Uh, as with the same music we came in with as Mike Crispy. And Unafraid starts now with your host, Mike Crispy, and producer Frankie. God bless each and every one of you. And I will see you at 11 a.m. for two hours of Rise Up. Thank you for being here today. Episode 300. What a smash. See you later.